I'm glad we'll, we got we'll that out before the, you clicked we'll record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jackass. Oh, sorry. We're supposed to wait 30 seconds before we could swear. So. Yeah. Oops. It's the first <laughs> time get in a couple years we've got content. So we got to also swear within the first 10 seconds and yeah. have one of get our people not read the story. Right. I was so we haven't really done the sure we were doing while we weren't recording today. I don't know why. I need to be more specific on my calendar, and it just says podcast, and have it say which podcast, I guess. It, but yeah, don't forget, yeah. because next week, when we do while we weren't recording, you have movies too you need to watch. Right. Yeah. That's, we, we have could, homework that all of us were joking and, last and week of having me. not done. Yeah, that's, so you're that's gonna want to break four lions into multiple sessions, my dude. So you just no, can't I'm just your, sit I'm down and watch that. All I, I think I, I think uh, it will resonate with me more. Yeah, okay. Would... Let me know how that works out because I've asked a couple of Europeans, and so far they were like, "Yeah, we hear it's great, but we haven't watched it," which isn't well, exactly why like low increase. Because uh... so, why haven't you watched a dozen movies that we've recommended? <laughs> and how many years down the line have we gone? <laughs> so. People I mean, I'm watching reasons, them now, right? I guess, because you put it on the list. Now I have Some. to. God. that it's really hard not to go back and just be like, man, I these are two really great movies that I picked, but I should have picked more different ones. So, but yeah, I mean, um, uh, okay, right, yeah. little things. We're it's, talking about the short been, story. It's been a minute, so I feel like we should make disclaimers about <laughs> our adult language usage and definitely spoiling the short story. Now, it's not like going to blow the lid off of anything per se, but Andreas cool. is in for a treat. So. <laughs> yeah. right. so there's a short story that was published on Tuesday, which was what date? It was the 3rd of Third. May. That is a Heroic Hearts anthology. It's the first chapter because that's the one that everyone cares about, probably. Um, it's also important others. to note that he's one of the two editors for this one, right? So Yes. He, so he that was might have had something to do with of it. This anthology, <laughs> definitely. Um, and if you did do the audible version, I have to say it is a, a showcase of Marster's voices as, because some of his best voices are all the characters in this. I mean, you've got Toot, you've got Bob, you've got other pixies, you've got him having to differentiate between Toot and Lacuna. And he does Toot's voice throughout the whole story. He does not, yeah except for other people's dialogue he does not break it and that must have been very painful after a while yeah no doubt right so it starts andreas might want to plug your ears uh my name is major general <laughs> toot toot minima sprite and service of sir harry in. dresden knight of the winter court wizard of chicago and captain of his personal guard everyone has retreated to the castle castle dresden and I think this is still within the first two weeks after uh, Enya destroyed Chicago, because it seems very chaotic. As we find out in moments, it's not Castle Dresden, but, you know, so. It's a delivery has been <laughs> spotty. Yes, because there's this bad thing called economy, and the economy is bad. And that means yeah. pizza delivery don't make it. Right. My wife made it through the entire story before she realized, like, wait, the economy? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, because it's the economy, stupid. So. Yeah. And, uh, see, but the troops need their pizza. And even frozen pizza is better than none pizza. So Toot goes up to Dresden while he's doing absolutely nothing, sitting in the middle of a room with his eyes closed, saying the troops are worried about the economy again. And Dresden says, I was meditating. But when? I didn't see you doing anything. I approached you just because you weren't doing anything. Right. But they get up and go to the kitchen, which uh, makes Toot very uncomfortable because it's covered in the bane. And Dresden says that it's, it is healthier for people, but Toot doesn't really believe it. And they put some pizzas in the oven. Yeah, he's got a really rad stainless steel modern kitchen in his castle. So. Yeah. It sounds very pretty, and it's not going to last for very long. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't break down steel just by being near it, but, you know, it's. I'm assuming they're piping in gas from elsewhere and stuff like that because, you know, we'll talk about that more later. And then, um, you know, Dresden seems to have some little tricks, you know, because he turns on, like, a radio so he can listen to music, right, while he's cooking. Yeah. 
So. It's crackly, and Toot doesn't understand why Dresden wants to listen to crackly music, but he's a wizard, and they're weird about things like that. Right. So it looks like Harry's a little depressed here. No oh, shit. Are, yeah. Yeah, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, no, he's, thank you for that special note. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know why he's depressed just because his lady died on the battlefield and everything, and yeah. Chicago oh, is in ruins. The, and... the, uh, <laughs> and Spoilers again. I really hope you've read that book in the last two years. So, yes. Dresden is depressed enough for even to, to, to understand that this is a, a different type of wound and he can't help very easily. He understands that it's something bigger than him, the little person. But after they put in the pizzas, uh, Justin just kind of just stands there and covers his face with his hands and cries a little bit. Okay. And then uh, William shows up, well, also Lacuna. There's some banter between Lacuna and Toot about it. Once again, I present myself to you for humiliation because she thinks that pizza is humiliating. Also being captured. So yeah. 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 I am bound to serve your lord as he defeated my lord. I must serve. I need not like it because she's prickly. Because she was hook, essentially. I'll shut up. Mm. <laughs> Did you work on that one for the whole no, week? No, just... but I should have probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sir William... Uh, is not tall for a human, but he looks very square and strong, like he would be able to hold up the corner of the castle if it had a block there had failed. And it's probably a good thing for, uh, I assume, Will and Georgia and their daughter to be in the castle where it is reasonably safer than wherever their tiny apartment was that uh, probably got crushed. Well, yeah, I mean, they would have been out by the university still, or maybe they moved away since they're older now, but uh, that's where they used to be, right? So in Aftermath, they were still in that college university region, um, right. and it was a tiny thing. And I think Murphy had remarked on the fact it was tiny, and now they're trying to add a baby to it, and the, the space is going to be uh, questionable. Mm -hmm. But maybe they moved out after Aftermath. It's possible during Ghost Story they wanted someplace bigger, safer, further away, something like that. Yeah. They probably wouldn't have been very close to downtown, is all I'm saying. So Yeah, hopefully As much not. as anything, but yeah. But still, there's a, a, a an umbrella of safety, possibly, around dress, and also an umbrella of destruction, but it's, yeah. you take some, you lose some. Like a hurricane, and, right? If you're way in the inside, you're safe. But if you're just here, you're in danger, so. Yes, exactly. Right. And Will is reporting that the Velasquez little girl is out of the hospital. They're bringing her back to the castle. The fever broke after Michael Carpenter visited her. Because, of course, it did. So. Yeah. Because we're going to canonize Michael. That's <laughs> yeah, that's my it, new crazy theory. So, Does this mean it's yeah. a supernatural illness that took her and Michael cured her? Or is it this is just she had a regular fever and it broke when Michael visited because lay on hands, paladin, literally. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it as St. Michael visited her at the hospital. This this could be one of his three miracles. Is that what the requirement was? So, yeah, but yeah. Which is probably bad because one of the other requirements is to be martyred, isn't it? So I thought it was just yeah, to be dead, but, but you okay. know it could be martyred. I'm I'm not so. No, you you that. might be right. I might be taking it too far, but but yeah. So well, it probably doesn't hurt. You know, there's a Catholic listening. They can correct us. Right. All right. So it's been a minute since I've looked at my requirements for becoming a saint. So having not fulfilled a single miracle, so. <laughs> right. So that puts Justin a little bit happier and he calls Bob and for a second, nothing happened. And then blue lights appear out of the stone of the castle wall. And Bob is like face coming out in glowing blue lights. And Mr. Flies across the kitchen to be able to like pounce on him because obviously he's a toy. Of course, Bob is a toy for Mr. Wait, so right, Bob is in the castle now? He lives... Yes. Damn. He's Bob the Castle, not Bob the Skull. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like Toot even calls him Castle Bob at one point, I think, yeah. right? So like, yeah, so that that was one of the other. So like the Michael thing is like subtle, right? You know, like if you're not paying attention, if you don't know the history, then you're like, you're like, okay, well, that's that's neat and cool and whatever. But yeah, the Castle Bob thing was like, oh, 
And then if you're into home automation and or a giant nerd, you're like, oh, yeah, yes, I would like a giant sentient castle. Thank you very much. Of course, my wizard would live in such a place. Of yes. course, I would try to have my spirit of intellect inhabit what, it. You know, where did we? Where do we? Where would we? Where did we leave Bob up off in the main story? Wasn't he still technically Butters there? No, Butters gave him back. Gave him back fully. Dre okay. Dresden had him through most of battlegrounds right or at least a chunk of it where you know mm -hmm. bob is the one explaining the reason why the banner is working and um the fog and all of this other stuff was it was mab's workings and stuff he's a, he's the one explaining a lot of that to dresden dresden can feel some of it with the banner and whatnot but um you know bob is the one that it's like you know this is this is mab preparing everybody in chicago for battle you know types of stuff um because it was like doling wounds and senses and and whatever, yeah. so that they'd be more effective soldiers. But. Kind of like a, a berserker bonus on the good people's side, and anyone she thought of was an enemy was going to have a negative effect of fear and right. wanting to run away. Because she was doing do that you... to Bob. <laughs> yes, like, how do you know that, Bob? Because I'm terrified! <laughs> so she thinks of me as an enemy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and, importantly, Bob was with Harry, working with him to be the circle to bind Enya. So right. like, he had to be there probably in part had to be owned by him fully and not just being borrowed for it. I would imagine some a spell like that would require the a bigger completion of it. But Bob has been summoned. Castle Bob is uh, being summoned to, because Dresden says, make sure the temperature in the Velasquez quarter stays warm and regulated because the last thing we want is her to get sick again when she just got back. And he says, will do, and runs away. And Mr. looks about very disappointed that his toy is gone. And then Will has to pull Dresden away to go over the kitchen budget. Because there's 30-something families living in the castle. And they have no idea how to get food yet. Prices are crazy. Delivery is spotty. Mm. Dresden says he'll be back before the pizza is done and then they'll go take it up the roof and then Dresden and Will go away. And there's a little bit of uh, moments between Lakuda and Toot and then the bad guys come. Darn. Darn yeah. the bad guys. Don't know who are the bad guys. Gremlins. Hmm. They don't get names. But they're Except gremlins. The one, right? well, he, gets, he just gets called Scar Eye, but that's not like an... We don't know if that's his name. He's just gonna be called that because it's his most defining feature. Toot has Dresden's naming powers. He is now Toot, Toot's like his, ma his, uh, <laughs> his lord. Yes. Uh, Mister is also wanting to attack the gremlins because there are more toys and they are invaders. Uh, Toot says, we're under attack. The pizza must be defended. Of course the pizza must be defended. And he uh, pulls out a tiny whistle that won't be able to be heard by biggins, so they have to only be summoning the little people because they can still hear it. And apparently, big people cannot hear little people unless the little people are shouting. Because their ears are dumb. Yes. Yeah. So whenever Toot and, old, uh, and Lacuna are talking with any of the big people, to them, they're like standing, ah! like, Yeah. Apparently. That's the implication. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then Toot summons Castle Bob. And Bob is like, oh, hey, it's what's in it? the one that kept getting bigger. What's your name again? And what's up, kid? Um, but Bob doesn't believe Toot that they're under attack. I'm sure that's right. a bunch of hooey, he says. Like, You're hooey. Yeah. So, yeah, Bob, Bob's got magical sensors, so he doesn't sense an attack. So we must not be under attack because it's Bob and, you know. Yes. And he is and he throws in that the defenses on this place are almost as thick as the islands. Nothing can get in here without me knowing it. Are you sure you're not just overly excited? Did you guys get into the Fruit Loops again? <laughs> that was the once only. Right. What happens when little people have sugar? When they, I don't know, they go Fruit Loopy, I assume is the line. Probably. Yes. But Dresden cannot be interrupted because he has important budget meetings to go over. Oh, yeah. I mean, can't forget about the budget meetings. And Toot says, I do not know what a, the manner of a monster a budget was or how it might be best dispatched in order to free my lord's attention. 
But danger is coming. The enemy is nigh. And as Bob is trying to talk to Toot about incoming dangers, Mr. is still trying to pounce on Bob's face. I just got to say, from these quotes, like, and also when we got the uh, the point of view from Mouse, like, for Jim, who, from a guy who mostly writes from one point of view, is really good at writing from some of his other characters' point of views. Like, it's really, really good. I definitely feel small while reading this. You know, that was one of the things that was kind of interesting was like, I, I, sometimes you have trouble imagining, you know, like different perspectives and that sort of thing. But, you know, at, at times it's like, okay, I'm definitely flying down the hallway. He's definitely about to perch on a giant suit of armor, at least giant to him, uh, you know, and then when they get the tapestries and stuff like that, you know, like th there's definitely like, okay, I am not walking down a giant hallway. I'm like, this little tiny creature in a huge freaking space, you know? So, I mean, he's like GI Joe size, right? So he's like yeah. 12 inches now, but yeah. you know, the that's uh, huge, or possibly even more, but, yeah. but yeah, they are, still. So Toot and Lacuna and Skarai are the biggest of them. And they're, I think they're just about a foot tall and all the rest of them are smaller with whatever significance that has. Right. Feels like he should be taller by now. I don't remember when he was like, maybe it was cold days, you know, like he was G.I. Joe sized is I think where he gets described and whatever. But yeah. So and he anyway. tried, what did he try? Did he throw himself in a dryer or what it was? <laughs> he tried to shrink himself or hold himself down with weights to compress it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So the gremlins, the enemy, they are. All the same general cast, but varied from one to another. They're humanoids, colored in leathery, greenish skin with flopping ears and oversized hands and feet. The features were exaggerated to various deg degrees of ridiculousness, but each one of them had the same sharp, vicious teeth and the same sickly, golden reptilian eyes. They had armor, just like Toots guys do, and they were the ancient foe of Toots folks. They're gremlins. And Skarai calls him a pix. The whole time. So Skarai says, we have no need to do battle with your ilk. Stand aside. And Toot, of course, has very much need to do battle because he's protecting the pizza and Dresden. And he says, you violate the rightfully won lands of my lord Dresden. The words rang with power and we were within his domain. The gremlin flinched and snarled at the mention of my lord's name. So the invocation of Dresden's name by Toot was enough to actually hurt the invading Fay gremlin. Yeah, at least annoy him. And I mean, at, at least specifically within inside the castle as well, which is pretty interesting. And I wonder how much that is like just a pure play magic thing and how much that is like because they're dealing with the Fay, right? And Dresden is the winter night, you know, so. So but, all of the above, I assume. Um, could be, yeah. Like the gremlins are not trying to do magic against Dresden in the castle. They're trying, they're setting off a bomb. So right. they're not needing Magical the, the rules of the Fae. Actual. Yeah, it's so, a really we'll get there, boom type bomb. Um, yeah. Yes, the boom. Yeah, the boom is going to go boom and it's going to be bad. Right. <laughs> but so if they had been trying to do magic, I assume that the homestead laws would mean that they couldn't because the rules that the Fae, like Cat Sith or Leah or whoever mm. had, um, gone into a residence without an invitation, they can't do anything that would be against the host. So they would have to leave and hurt them elsewhere or figure out a way of an invitation to actually do anything evil that way. Invading gremlins have no invitation. Therefore, they're relying on mechanical means instead of magic. But the, the sense of, like, you are an invader and that is bad with power behind it on my stomping grounds is enough to at least make him hurt a moment. It's it's also interesting to note that if it does involve the homestead laws, that one, that it was either not hampered or was otherwise improved after the fact that this was the headquarters of the Better Future Society, right? So, you know, there, there's been mentioned before about you know, not being able to do things in a place of business because people are moving in and out and the threshold would be very weak if it even existed at all. 
Um, so if he does have basically a threshold, that would be pretty wild. And I'm, I'm curious if that would be further enhanced by the, the, the refugees, for lack of a better term, for the, by those 30 families, considering it their home right now. Right. Um, um, you know, definitely. So. Because so part of this is Dresden's domain is because he's lived at, at that block for, what, 20 years at that point? Off and on? Mm, yeah. Um, but during... Oh, right. Uh, is this right where he is? I actually forgot that detail that it's built right on this. That's still very petty, by the way. <laughs> but, no, it's so, just like, but rather convenient right about now <laughs> so yeah. because he built it right above his lab as well right so it's like all dresden got was a very slow very long upgrade that he didn't have to pay for at this point you know so uh totally winning I, that do they, do they mention that the hole in the, the ceiling did we get the dr strange just the skylight We'll cover it. Yeah. <laughs> so they they are touching on it, but I don't yeah, think frankly. I don't think we're getting a. We don't know that we've got a skylight yet. Let's put it that way. So, um, so the the domain in the castle and the families in Ghost Story, when the castle was up and the Better Future Society was running in it, and all the Einherjar going in and out and doing their wrestling practice with Murphy, when. Dresden, the ghost, went into it, he did feel the fact that it was a threshold. It was a family. They already had families living there to maintain a threshold. They were doing that intentionally. So even though it was a business at that point, it, they were also kind of playing the system of making sure that there was also a threshold there uh, already. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. and now he's, he's continuing that and with the same Thing. It's his, it's others, and it's their their headquarters. All at the same. All right. So the gremlin, having been hurt by the word of power, says, "Then we do need to do battle." Ilk and Toot says, "You're an ilk," and then they start fighting. In the introduction of the boom, it had rectangles and a bunch of wires and a small jug of liquid, and it goes tick 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 which he knows is a bad thing because he's seen those things on TV before. Don't tell me watching TV ain't good for nothing. <laughs> right. A small folk. Okay, so we've got two that come up with, to help Toot Toot, and they are Blue Nose and Wobble Shanks, and they are armored, and like they have to slow down the enemy, and so they go to the tapestry, the tapestry that is covering the hole in the ceiling. Right. This, this I, is your Doctor Strange hole. So, yes. yeah. And as they're flying down the hallway to be able to get to the hole at the ceiling and the canvas that's covering it, it there's a mention that all of the big guys don't even notice the little people. It's like, sometimes it's like we have to hit you people with the rock just to get you to realize we're standing there. His frustration is very palpable. Do you empathize with this as a small person yourself? or uh... I am not that small. <laughs> I'm small enough that... People don't realize I can't reach the top shelf in the kitchen, but I am average enough that I can still find clothing easily. Well, that's I think your wife is like like six inches shorter than me. Yeah, so. how, how yeah, she's under five age? feet. So I'm five foot five, a little bit above yeah. that. Yeah, that's pretty that's average for a midget. To go to so. Google to get this in centimeters, so I understand it. <laughs> ah, there we go. Okay. So, what's the verdict there? For all the other people listening at home, yeah, how many? For I mean, it's for 165 centimeters for a Danish woman. I guess that's also about average for a woman here. It's so. a very average height. I'm very <laughs> boring looking. So, but my husband, who's a foot taller than me, doesn't understand why I can't reach something that he puts in the back on the top shelf in the cabinet in the kitchen. It's like if. If you want me to remember that we have it, not buy multiples of them, you have to put a place I can see it. And access. That's, if that's fair. That's fair. If you like, that's okay. I got myself a step stool just so that I could access things in the back. <laughs> Did you get one for your wife, Justin? Um, we have step stools around the house, but they're mostly for the kids. The The one that I tease her about is an idea that I had when I was doing drive-through way back in the day. And it was... Uh, the entire world should probably be built about two feet higher for large people because it can still be accommodating by building footsteps into everything, right? You know, just like 
a ledge or something that short people can stand on and it'll be perfectly ergonomic for everybody involved. But, you know, so I've been teasing her about that lately. Again, it's, it's come back up where it's just like, stop putting things on the bottom shelf because for yep. me, that's like foot level, <laughs> you know, for you, it's like eye yep. level, you know, <laughs> there's also it's a funny problem when I try to put something like, Put it, something in the fridge that I want to make sure that he can see it. I put it on the top shelf thinking that that's where he's going to see it. But he has to bend over to see the top right. shelf. And so that's actually less helpful. It took me a second to figure that out. Versus if I put it on the bottom shelf, he can still see it even though he has to bend over further. Yeah. Yep. Height is an annoying thing. Like, Toot Toot can sympathize. Indeed. All right. So they get the tapestry. It's not really a tapestry. It is a canvas cover trying to hide the hole in the ceiling that michael carpenter hasn't had a chance to do his carpentry skills to fix yet i assume because oh, it's a tarp but it's just covered with like a tarp i mean yeah michael's not going to be doing the work probably he's the foreman right you know like he's still kind of pretty disabled to be in a harness trying to patch up a, a roof or something so but, but that'd be like my guess anyway like Coot's judgment. The tapestries were of terrible quality as they were simply blank canvas, and I felt that such artisanry was not the standards of my lord. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get the actuality of it. It's just like it's not pretty enough. He deserves better. I'm it it does beg the question what Toot would feel is better standard. Like, because there's there's quite a spread of like fey art I could imagine him bringing to the table for Dresden and just be like. Truth's gonna mm, take like a giant about? pizza billboard exactly. and just be like yeah. this. It's gonna find yeah. somewhere on Amazon. There's gonna be a tarp that's just the pizza pattern. And it's right. just yeah, that that is it. That's what he would do. Better Star Wars. Alright, so they gather the tarp and they hold it between them and they're flying, even though it's very heavy and it do have to uh, work pretty hard to drop it over all of the gremlins as, as much as they can. And then they start stabbing them through the canvas and uh, dropping the enemy invasion from three to one against them to two to one, at least. And there's this mention that Toot and his people have Svartalf made fey metal blades, which I wonder how they, how they got before or after anything. And did Dresden have to pay a lot for that? Maybe Bali provided. Or, or it was payment for defense of the city or some nonsense. Like, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm curious about the finer details as well, but it doesn't seem like insurmountable. Like, again, they're like, I think they hammered nails into swords before, right? Was it something like that they were doing in, in uh, cold days? But yeah, didn't, maybe, maybe I mean, Molly two, two didn't had do like, it. Uh, so. Had like a letter opener that had been sharpened or something. Kind of or like, yeah, in like box wrapped. cutters at one point. Yeah. Lacuna so, had a, a real yeah. blade that someone actually made her into. It was very jealous. But then, like, in Summer Night, they had been doing things with, like, Pepto-Bismol bottles. And uh, I think they used right, box cutters. Yeah. yeah. He's been getting upgrades over the years as he's been getting right. bigger. Another entry for gear catches and guns. Yeah, someday. <laughs> when we run out of topics so easily. Okay. Skarai has a hatchet and it is of the bane, I believe, because it hurts later. Um, but Toot is trying to make Skarai into no eyes, but it doesn't quite work. There's more fighting and Blue Nose was there and he gets hurt. I like the idea of a gremlin using a tomahawk you know, type, you know, hatchet as a battle axe. Like, that's what I imagine when he's fighting, because it's like he seems to be using it with two hands most of the yeah. time, right? And it's, it's got to be awkward as hell, but that's basically the image I have, is like, this thing has got to be at least as tall as he is. And yeah. for him, it's it's a giant two-handed axe. So, And the description that he's using Bane-made weapons as, like, it's specifically just to be more vicious and now he has to make sure not to touch it in the wrong way either. Right. Okay. And in the uh, stramash of it all, Toot realizes, wait, where is Skarai and the boom? Because he's lost sight of all of the other people getting hurt and stabbing and whatnot. 
and Blue Nose doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, the boom is going to boom the castle. And then Blue, Blue Nose only gets the fact that, but not the pizza, because the pizza must be protected. Right. So uh, Toot summons his Lou Tender. At least he didn't start talking his, about his curl. Oh, his lieutenant. Okay, right. Yes. Yes. He sets his Lou Tender to deal with the rest of them, and he's going after the leader. Is, is it some fun bits of the the little battling of the fact that when Toot gets like smacked down, his wings get stunned and he can't fly up easily. He has to let them recover. But in the meantime, mm -hmm. he can just do the like big leaping jumps like in the Hong Kong movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, doesn't doesn't he like slam into a door or something? Yeah. You know, that it's also like backtracking a little bit like so there there's a semi chasing through the castle because like they do make a point of mentioning that the castle is built like a castle so the stairs don't run from the basement to the roof or anything like that they're only single level right and you have to go to the other side of the castle to get into the next stairwell um so there is kind of like this running battle through the castle uh, you know, where they, they kind of catch him on the upper floor or something like that with the tapestries and everything. And then he has to chase them through one or two additional floors back and forth because, you know, they got to go down the stairs and everything. <laughs> that was some neat attention to detail since yes. you know, I'm a nerd. So, yes, but. and it was built with defense in mind. And uh, it, the thing that had stunned to it was the fact that Scarry had uh, closed one of the heavy oak doors right in time for to to break his teeth on it mm. and he, that's why he was stunned and he had to move on his stupid legs like so slum slow stupid biggin right. so toot is uh trailing after him trying to catch as much as he can doing the hong kong jumps and then he says maps frozen boogers they're going to the kitchens right <laughs> they're going to the pizza ovens because the pizza oven is going to have gas, and then the boom is going to go boom, and then the gas is going to explode the whole castle. Right. And it would kill everyone inside, because that wouldn't be a little death. It would be the kind of death that, uh, the big death, the one uh, where stories were going to be ended with. And he didn't want that, because he was kind of getting the idea of death is a bad thing and not just something that isn't even noticed, which the rest of the little people kind of can't grasp it. Yeah, and then like a page later, if that he's like, you know, Kringle's frozen balls, like <laughs> so like now we've got the the little folks swears and we know what the what they do. So Yeah. But that, they are fun a lot. As he's getting into the kitchen, it Scar Eye makes him stop because he has the Bane hatchet to Lacuna's throat and is holding her in place by her braid and is trying to say uh, they'll let Lacuna go if Toot ties himself up and then goes away with them to be able to stop him from stopping the booms. And, and before Toot has to choose between her and pizza or something, and he chooses her. <laughs> okay. Hmm, Good it's try, almost though. like you've read stories yeah. and you know some tropes. <laughs> but there's a moment of hesitation because obviously he doesn't want to do that he doesn't want to stop fighting he doesn't want lacuna to get hurt and uh, lacuna is quite pissed off and the he had actually touched the hatchet to her throat and it's burning her because it's the bane she's in quite a lot of pain with it but in the middle of all that when they're stalling mister decides that he can't take it anymore and he has to pounce on the gremlins and oh uh, yeah let's go mister Yes, Mister. Doesn't doesn't Bob actually lead him over there? Like, yes, isn't the right. blue light? Yeah, the blue light from Bob earlier shows up and basically does the laser pointer thing right over by the goblins, and then Mister comes in like a wrecking ball. So, yeah. yes, you've got it exactly. All seven of the little folks standing on the table froze in place, and then Tomcat tilted his head to one side and then pounced on the nearest gremlin. And Bob the Castle says, 60 seconds on the counter." 
and Mr. takes care of pretty much all of the gremlins. Lacuna chops off her braid to be able to get away from Scar Eye. And, oh, no! Uh, yeah, yeah, her braid was kind of cool looking. Yeah. Toot goes after Scar Eye and uh, drives him into the Bane made doors of the pizza freezer. The pizza freezer, not just a freezer. It's the oh, pizza no, no. Freezer. Yeah, there's this small little detail that Dresden goes into the freezer. He doesn't just pull something out of the freezer. He walks into the yeah, freezer to pull walk-in. out. Yeah, he has a castle-sized freezer right. of pizza. Like Justin oh. said, oh, how long are all these amenities going to last with the wizard in residence? Yeah, that... I kind of get the feeling that Marcone had to do some magic proofing because especially with some of his new things, like maybe it doesn't work quite the same way with the uh, Denarians, but um, the the castle also has magical defenses. So I can't imagine that doesn't count for anything as far as needing to figure out a way to pipe gas into the basement or, you know, not blocking radio waves or, you know, cause like I got to imagine even like a regular castle is going to, Hamper your signal, but uh, you know. Anyway, it depends if it, if all that stuff was mortal magic or you know Nordic, fit, uh, Odin yeah. magic, which technically right. is mortal, I guess. Well, and that's that's a fair comment too, because isn't there like a, a line about it being like a Twilateg uh, castle or something, Twilatig. or how you pronounce that? There you go. So. But yeah, like you you might be right. Like it might not have been like a moral castle. It might have been, you know, like fey magic. So yeah. But. Yeah, I think um, uh, Gwynepnus had done some of the things that was mentioned, at least in peace talks, that they, um, some of the defenses, or at least some of the signage on the outer level. But we don't know where the castle came from because he refused to answer that question when we got to ask Jim. Um, right. But it could have been... Uh, the fuser could have been built out of Nordic magic, thinking that like a guard could have done something to more permanent that's not going to go away in three days. It could be lasting, right. or it could just be a simple human wizarding spell that he could re-up every couple of days just to make it keep working. There's no real need with as many abilities as he has that it has to be running on electricity, especially when the city is in such disarray that they probably don't have easy, reliable power. Which is why yeah, I and I mean, Mar- yeah, Marcone would have had some some kind of backup, I'd imagine. But yeah, that's I mean, that's a good point. Either way, the the freezer's got to be well, a modern freezer would have to have compressors and fans and stuff like that. But you know, sure, if they if they're just like giant ice blocks or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, the 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 castle's origin, like I want to say, somebody challenged Marcone about it, and Marcone snapped back like. Like they they were like oh you did this like this was a, a message or something like that that's what I'm trying to remember E G would know if the, I'm crazy or not but I mean that was part of the thing the fact that they had Gwynepnut's head when um, Corman and Enya had stormed into the peace okay. talks they had his right. head and he was one of the people who had done some of the defenses of the castle there so you go. it was just like yeah. fuck you in particular yeah they killed yeah. their buddy. Um, but this stainless steel kitchen that's somehow still working with all the wizarding that I would really like to know more of the details about is getting <laughs> kind of banged up because the uh, hatches are going into kitchen doors and hatchets are uh, falling into the concrete floor and sending chips flying because however hard they are hitting that thing is enough to chip concrete, which I don't know how brittle it is, but that does seem like a decent amount of force. And Skarai tries to be all menacing. If your lord will fall, his house will be laid to waste. It's only a matter of time, one night, one day. And Tiss says, but it's not this night, because he's all valiant and stuff. Right. And then he says, for Frodo, and charges. So. <laughs> yeah. What's a Frodo? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, it's a joke. Okay, fine. I think. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for having to be here to explain that to him, like, <laughs> of all people. Uh. Right. Um, so Skara is staring at his weapon that's stuck in the kitchen door that he can't get out. And Lacuna is coming down and 
she's being all menacing and Toots facing him and being all menacing. And then Mister is coming up and being all menacing. And the gremlin made a fatal mistake is that he panicked and he ran and Mister goes after him. And that solves the gremlin problem. Right. I, I do like the the very slight Mr. as a xenomorph thing where it's like, so, you know, two toots there standing his ground, Lacuna's coming up behind him, and a crumpled body of a gremlin falls off the table where Mr. was, and then Mr. jumps down or something, or or then he panics and runs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just like, yeah, good times. Yes. Formidable Sir Mr. Um, and then Lacuna is the one who says, but the pizza... <laughs> at least to knowing that it needs to be protected, even if she doesn't like it. And so they buzz over to the boom, and it's going tick, tick, tick. And Bob the Castle says, Dresden will be here in 40 seconds, but there's only 36 left on the timer. And then the pizza timer goes off with a, a bing, and Lacuna's like, oh, that's it. And she just turns the dial on the bomb timer so that they have more time. And Bob yeah. is like, oh, I guess that works. That's surprising. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess they're not like Spetsnaz or anything. (laughs) It's it's so hilarious because it's like, obviously, it's it's on an egg timer, basically. Right. So it's just like, just turn it more. (laughs) So, yeah. And Bob's like, do you know what you're doing? Don't touch that thing. It's going to explode. Oh, there's only 30 seconds. Screw it. And then it works. Right. There, Lacuna says, now you have 30 minutes to save the pizza. Good work, Tiny Tish, is what Bob says to her. And I don't think she likes being called Tiny Tish, but she doesn't say anything yet. And then <laughs> Sir William and Dresden come back. He's like, is that a gremlin? And Bob, what the hell did you do to my cat? Sir William. Yeah. yeah. All right. An hour later, they're all on the roof of the castle eating pizza. And the report of how bad is the guard. There are several injuries, one severe, non-mortal. We were fortunate. We drove the enemy forth. And next time it'd be nice if they take one alive so they know who sent them, Dresden says, but he'll have to take that up with Mister, because Mister's the reason that the gremlins are dead. Right. <laughs> and then broaches a subject that's really uncomfortable to him because he doesn't fully understand it, even though it's scary. And he says, I'm sorry that your heart hurts. She was brave. And Dresden cries Aww. a little bit and says, thank you. She was and then they uh, talk about Bob the Castle's defenses that were all calibrated to larger threats. He didn't have them set to see anything as small and sneaky as gremlins. And without the guard and the little people, the place would have burned down and everyone would have been lost. I'm sorry about your refrigerator, though. <laughs> the refrigerator doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not going to last long anyway. Like, at least it's not going mm. to be all smooth stainless steel. It's going to see battle. Apparently. Yeah. But Justin says Maybe it's necessary he's got the extended. He's got the extended warranty. So probably traveled with Marcone, though. That'd be a way of Marcone, <laughs> like taking away all the documentation of that. You have no idea who to call. Oh, that petty bastard. He emptied the junk drawer. <laughs> where are yes. all the, where are all the documents? Where's the batteries? Uh, yeah. Right. Justin uh, right. says, I never try to second guess the guy on the ground. <laughs> it says the battle is done. But what will we do about the economy? Because it's still the big bad guy that's out there. <laughs> right. But Justin says something hopeful. If we'll do what we always do. We stick together. And then Lacuna comes sit down next to Toot. And he gives her half the pizza. And she says, you came for me first, not the pizza. Toot says, you are more important than the pizza. And she calls him a fool. Yeah. And leans into Hey, I kind of called that one. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> see a trope coming from a mile away <laughs> right <laughs> look man tropes aren't a problem appropriate no, usage of tropes is right. is really good so yes and it is is good especially he's and really fawning over her calling her my love and all that yeah oh and see it was funny too because like yeah in the early parts it's like my love this my love that and it's like you idiot you know so perfect perfect married couple already so but it, but it is it is funny just because it's like, he's very open about it. Right. So there is no like him just running around, you know, with his butterfly wings and everything. She fucking knows what he feels because he says it all the time. I so I remember it. I thought she said something back to him like that in the beginning. 
um, around the time when he was saying like, she's a great fierce warrior and I have the scars to prove it. <laughs> Try to find that. Cause I, it's not just a one-sided thing. It, she does admit that she loves him too, or whatever Faye can have, which kind of brings up the it's question of like, do they have free will to be able to feel love? We've had that argument before. Well, the little people got less power, so they probably got more free will, among other things. But um, yeah. okay, I guess she doesn't say something. I thought she did. I can't find yeah. it. She does. Well, I know. I know. At the end, um, basically, he uh, like she leans into him. I think is like one yes. of the big tells of like you know, actions louder than words. Like she's. Uh, you know, she's returning the affection, but so. Yes. They are like paired up to each other at the very least. I really want to know more about Castle Bob. Does he still have a skull? Right. It's like, how much I mean, can he do? How much can't he do? Does he ever get right? to sleep anymore or is he constantly running? He can regulate temperature, which makes you wonder if there are variable thermostats in some of the rooms or if he can otherwise control some of the airflow. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. How or maybe is he they've got the heated castle? floors. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, is he redirecting something, you know, mechanical or is it, you know, more than that? And it's magic. So for all intents and purposes, it might be more than that. The other thing that I'm curious about is like, what what are his anti siege capabilities? Right, say say it was you know it was uh, Hobbs or something instead of Gremlins, right? You know they're more man sized and whatever. What's he going to do? I mean, certainly I guess he could probably like turn on some bright lights in the Hobbs specific case. But if it's something macroscopic, does he have you know blasting rods hidden through the castle does he have yeah. magical ballistae to to shoot at something large and flying at him like you know so yeah there's that and that's why i think it's great is because it's given us all those ideas and questions and now he's given himself a canvas that he can play with later because we we know a little bit like it, there's either supposed to be another what was it another short story or was it supposed to show up in um oh it was in good people right um, in Good People, where he talked about having the gargoyles. So, yes, yes, because right? the gargoyles got up and started running around. Yeah. So, is this pre or post that, you know, even? Um, so I, I think so. Peace Talk Battleground, and then Little Things, and then The Good People, because The Good People was Christmas. So, it was Christmas Eve, and, and The Good People right. happened right next to each other. And this seems to be only a couple of weeks after the destruction. So sure. there's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it just kind of interesting. I mean, certainly the gargoyles would probably get involved, but is it Bob's capability to control them? Probably not. So mm -hmm. they're a layer of defense, but they're not necessarily specifically under Bob's control per se. Like I'm sure he can show up like, like with toot and just be like, Oh shit, there's something on the roof, go deal with it or whatever. But he's not necessarily like, you know, taking autonomous control of them or anything. Right. But. So Bob being able to get into all sorts of statues and whatnot could probably get into a gargoyle, but that probably be, it'd probably be better to use them like the stone dogs that ancient my builds. Right. Uh, so that they have like, a set of rules and behaviors coded into them to be able to be defensive that way. What the gargoyles? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of getting the impression the gargoyles are more, I mean, first of all, they're probably a callback, right? As much as anything, but they're, they're probably not like automatons of some kind. They're, you know, they're probably like creatures, you know, or something. That would be but fun. That's, that's a little bit, it's, it's heavier fantasy, right? Like they're, I mean, they could be, right? They could be some kind of, um, you know, artifice like, you know, the dogs from the council or something. But, um, you know, like you, you've got the Gargoyles 80s cartoon or 90s cartoon, right? So, like, that's one of the first things that I'm thinking. But even in D&D, &D, they're like intelligent monsters and whatever. So, right. so that's why I'm like, there's probably more examples of them being actual monsters than 
you know, some kind of mechanical creature or something. Or golems even. Like they could easily be golems just shaped like a gargoyle, right? Yeah. You know, so but So a Welsh Castle would have had gargoyles on it. Yeah, I mean, because gargoyles is more a gothic thing, isn't it? Yeah. So like many centuries later. Yeah, well, and, and maybe they part. weren't there. Maybe they weren't there to begin with. Maybe Dresden's a big giant nerd and he arranged to have gargoyles. That's very so, possible. I mean, or maybe like <laughs> Mab or Leah, just like, you're going to have these now. <laughs> we brought you a housewarming gift. Yes. How lucky are you? <laughs> we brought you would, bodyguards. <laughs> would Dresden have watched the cartoon or is he like, he's probably as a little much too as he old possibly for could. that? Yes. <laughs> no, I, yeah, he, let's see. Because he's in his 40s now. He would have been... Jesus. So he was seven, born in 75, right? So more or less. Is that when it was? I think so. Um, okay. Or maybe, maybe as and young as 78. And Gargoyles was 94 to 96. So yeah, he would have been in his 20s, right? Which doesn't preclude it as a big giant nerd myself. But yeah, you it, think it, it doesn't it means cartoons on saturday morning with his coke and cheerios right no it, there but there is definitely a different you know perspective of like he's in his 20s drinking coke and, and cheerios before murphy yells at him about something versus you know he's he's sneaking it while dumorn is off doing his wizardy i, I was just more i was actually just more thinking that you know uh, the more magical training and the power grew in his 20s, he might not have been able to just regularly catch it on TV because he would blow up the TV pretty fast. Sure. True, true too. Like he was watching Knight Rider as a like teenager in like the store window, but I think that was already verging on him becoming, starting to become too magical active to maybe do that much longer. Right. Well, right. Um, in, at the end of Death Mask, when uh, uh, the Ebenezer had brought down the satellite on uh, Campo Verde or whatever. Um, he went to a diner to see the TV there to ask them to turn up the news. That would be cool. He goes to a diner to watch yeah, Saturday morning on, cartoons. Yeah, and, cartoons. Yeah, that's funny. Better there were also news. comics. So, you know. he and it, a comic? Yeah. It, there's, so, there's so many tie-ins. Like, part, part of what I think helps the gargoyles have like staying powers. Like you had so many, if of the cast of, you know, the next generation and stuff like that. And granted, he's more of a star Wars nerd, but he's still a nerd. Right. So it's just like, I have a tough time not thinking he would have caught this somehow, but you know, maybe it's wish fulfillment. Maybe we just ask Jim next time we talk to him. So, but so what cartoons did Harry watch? Growing up and as, <laughs> we, as an adult, we could go so more do, broad right? with that, but but I mean, honestly, that's five questions, though, right? Are the gargoyles autonomous, or you know, like are are they creatures or are they constructs of some kind? Um, if if what whatever the answer is, did did Dresden watch Saturday morning cartoons? Did he have a hand in this? Like, so here's another so. option. Molly watched Saturday morning cartoons of gargoyles and Molly decided and he like, needed gargoyles. Right. And she's like and it, my, it's, my age, right? Yeah. She's like 20. It's so. definitely a much more Molly thing. Cause like, as soon as I said it, I was like, Mab gave him bodyguards. No chance. Like she's like live or die. That's, <laughs> that's your thing. Your, your present is the will to live, <laughs> you know, like, you know, if, if you can't fight these guys in your casts and, and whatever, then maybe I chose the wrong night. Cause that's something Mab would say, but, but Molly can commissioning the Svartovs for it. Yeah, I could see that happening. Oh, then so. of course she's recruiting the gargoyles and good people, so that's right. maybe her angle into it. Right. Yeah. Can't I can't help but feel E.G. angrily typing on Discord right now about not asking these questions. This is a waste. <laughs> well, he likes to dismiss yeah. almost every. Uh, question if it's not about like Mother Winter. <laughs> now, how oh can we God. talk about the Fae? That's EG's general. More Fae. Yeah. 
just saw the comments. We did have somebody asking about news about upcoming books. Um, this one kind of snuck up on me in the sense that it's like I knew it was coming, but I didn't know a release date until it was pretty much like the week before, right? Yeah. And we know about the laws upcoming on the 5th, July 5th. right? So, um, but other than that, we haven't heard about like a primary book. Um, we were looking at, I guess it's like Podium Audio is do like they're the ones releasing it or whatever, even though they're releasing it through Audible. And their site, just a little detail, was like they listed it as book 17.5. So you can do with that information what you will. But yeah, we don't know about book 18 slash 12 months is what the working title was. Um, so yeah. Evan, last we knew, he was working on the second book of the Aronauts Windless anyway. Right. So, and that one called The Olympian Affair. And we haven't heard if that one is finished or releasing or anything. And then he's supposed to pivot back to towards Dresden. So we don't know timeline on those. Although we keep getting these short stories, which I'm grateful for, but it's surprising. Right. Yeah, Dresden is Dresden. And he likes to, but he likes to complain about how difficult the short stories are to write and get published and everything. And now he's got to do a whole new anthology, right? But uh, yeah, he's going to call so, that one. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, I know each he poo poos on this opinion, but I'm actually really excited about the next uh, Cinder Spires book. I really enjoyed sure. the first one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I loved what he did with the world and they're huge chunky books. So, you know, mm -hmm. I'll be, I'll be very happy to get the next installment for that. So, yeah. So again, the law comes out on July fifth from Podium Audio. That's coming out on Audible. Uh, Jim is reading the story itself, and that seems to be just under two and a half hours, I think, of the recording. And for reference, little things took about forty-five minutes. So, multiply that a couple of times to get to a feeling of how long it is by words, and we'll see what it is. Certainly. Right. I guess the longest short story we've had from him is the long Bigfoot one. Is that the longest? Well, one? I mean, if you count all three pieces as one, I guess. But just the, the just the just the, the the most lengthy part, the college part, is about four hours. Or so? No, is it? I'm just, hmm. guess, is it? I mean, wow. I'm, I'm guesstimating. Maybe. Let's see. I mean, I, I knew he kind of put the three out me. as a as a book, but. So, well, because there's a couple, there's a couple in, in side jobs that are like novella length, right? So, like, I thought backup was novella length. Well, all three uh, stories is four hours together. Okay. So, okay. but then aftermath was a novella; it was longer. That was the thing of side jobs, and then zoo day was noticeably long as well because there's three but that different points of views. Long too. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if it had to cut off. Multiple of ones, short not short novella. either. Though I don't know exactly how long it is in audio format. The, on the island thing there with the her doing her first job as the winter lady. Oh yeah, that one was yeah, that was pretty beefy. Yep. Oh. I think that's all of our More news. All of our uh, discussion of little things so far at least, although Again, I really want to hear more about Castle Bob. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And what is? I wonder if you'll have Bonnie doing anything as well as backup, so she can learn anything. Whatever. Maybe yeah. she's not allowed to she's, people yet. I mean, she basically gets like a throwaway scene in uh, Peace Talks, right? And then you know we haven't really heard anything one way or the other. Um, so I mean, I, I get the idea of trying to keep you know keep her away from Bob and all of that, but. So maybe she's not at the castle, but if she's not, where is she? You know. Well, um, she's going to be wherever Maggie is, and if Maggie's not at the castle, that's significant. But I'm pretty. I feel like she would be. Right. Yeah, there are a lot of extra characters that aren't here, probably just because you know, short story and everything. But it's like, make making like, we're we're in twelve months, right? We're theoretically in in the time frame where these might start to overlap a little bit. Is there a throwaway line of like, what's Lara doing? What's, <laughs> you know, what's Maggie and Mouse doing? Yeah, where the hell's Mouse this entire time? <laughs> you know, like, because uh, mm. because you know damn well he would have he would have smelled the goblins coming from a mile away, right? So so but. Maggie and Mouse and Bonnie are all going to be together. So wherever Maggie is, maybe she was with right. the Carpenter family because there is still a hole in the ceiling and. 
maybe she sure. should be in a place that doesn't have a hole in a ceiling, but I, I don't know where you might weigh that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Man. for all we know, she was on a field trip or a, a play date or something, right? We don't maybe even know. Maybe she went what, to their boarding like, school away already. Right. True. Yeah. We'll have to see. We have questions and we need more content, even though now we've gotten some, now we need more. The fix right. doesn't last for long. It never never ends, Jim. Feed us. <laughs> Give more. Feed me, Seymour. That's it for today, I suppose. Suppose it is.